Hey everybody, how are you? I hope your day or evening is going simply fabulous. Today we are going to be answering your questions. So there are three main questions we have. One, how to negotiate salary. Two, when to move on to the next job. And three, one of my favorites that made me laugh out loud, why it takes so long to hear back after interviews. <laughs> So stay tuned. You are listening to the Career Talk, Learn, Grow, Thrive podcast, where we talk about all things career-related, and I really just tell you how it is. My name is Stephanie Dennis. My background is in human resources, which is what I have my master's degree in. My passion is really helping others, sharing my knowledge. You know, there's no secrets between HR and the rest of the world, so let's just all talk about it, right? <laughs> which is why I made the podcast. This is a good time to mention this podcast does contain adult language. Let's get right into it while everyone around me seems to be relatively quiet. <laughs> All right, number one, how to negotiate salary. So first thing, be honest, be realistic, and then also know your worth, right? So know what your skills, what your expertise is getting paid for in the market. Also know the market. What does the supply and demand look like? And then be really upfront in that initial conversation so there's no surprises. I approach making an offer a little bit different. I like to lay the cards out on the table at the very front. So essentially, I know at that first phone interview, if I end up hiring this person, more than likely within five or 10,000, what we're going to be making them an offer for and that that's something that works for them. Not all recruiters take that approach. They should, <laughs> in my opinion. <laughs> So if there isn't that opportunity, it try and find it to bring it up in that initial conversation. If you do get an offer that you're not super jazzed about, here's what you want to do. Express gratitude. Again, be very genuine. Be very realistic. Be very honest. Express your excitement if it's genuine. <laughs> See a trend here? Be genuine. Be honest. And then share your expectations. Hey, I don't know if you recall, but you know, my expectations were, let's say, 100 to 125. And... I would just straight up ask, is there any wiggle room here? You know, say you got to offer for 95000 And be honest about your options and be open to different options, right? So sometimes as recruiters, we can't give you a higher base salary. There's just no possible way. I try and, you know, fight and advocate and do my best to get all my candidates the best offer possible, but sometimes they fall short and it could be for various reasons, but be open to different options. So maybe it is a sign-on bonus. Maybe it's a higher sign-on bonus. Maybe there's a way to get you a higher bonus percentage as well. Maybe it's in the form of equity. So no going in. If you have an offer you're not excited about, be open to those different options and essentially know what's going to get you to a yes. Because if you have the offer and it's not a yes for you, know exactly what's going to get you there and be really transparent about it. Like, hey, really appreciate this offer. I'm really excited about the team, excited to come on board. My expectations were this. You know, is there any way we can get to this number so we can both get to a yes. At the end of the day, that's what a recruiter wants to know. What gets us to yes, right? <laughs> like, Let's just talk about it. Again, it doesn't have to be a big secret. People get really nervous to talk about compensation. And I'm like, let's just put our cards out on the table, right? Because again, no surprises. That way, when we do get to that end stage, we're like, okay, great. As you recall, here's what we talked about. Here's what I'm thinking. We're going to go through the approval process. Does that get us to yes? Great. Cool. I'll let you know when I have a formal offer right? Like in theory, <laughs> perfect world, it would be that simple. And again, it doesn't hurt to ask usually. 
There are certainly hiring managers that can rescind an offer. However, if they're willing to rescind your offer because you countered or asked for more money based on, you know, ABC reasons, and if you are going to counter, I would provide those reasons. Let's say maybe you got an offer for 120000 and you told your recruiter in the beginning, your expectations were 100 to 110, but then this other company shows up and and throws a bunch of money at you, like, yay you, right? Like, that's amazing. Tell them that. You know, you don't have to, but if they have the wiggle room and they really want you on the team, that information is helpful to know because then they can go back and say, hey, here's the situation. What can we do? And maybe they can only give you 5,000 more, but maybe taking 5,000 less, right? 115 versus 120. Maybe you like that opportunity better so that 5,000 isn't a deal breaker. But if you do counter and you provide the reasons and hiring manager rescinds an offer based on that, one, it's very rare. So I don't, when I say that, I don't want that to make anyone nervous. It's a possibility. I would want to know that up front because that's not somebody I want to work for, to be honest. So generally, it doesn't hurt to ask. (laughs) I say generally a lot because HR, there's so many different nuances. But again, if someone's going to take back an offer based on that, like that's probably not someone you want to work for. All right. Number two, when to move to the next job. This one, I can be brief. (laughs) One, you're not happy, right? 80 to 90% of people leave their job due to their manager. And happiness is a domino effect. You go to work, you don't like your job, you're not happy, you come home, you're not happy, you're cranky, you're snippy, whatever. You know, you're getting in arguments with your family. When you get home, you're, you know, not treating the dog right, whatever it might be. You know, that leads into your personal life leads into your relationships. It's just, it's not worth it. Two, compensation. So if you know your worth, you know the data and you're not getting what you're deserved. One, ask for it. You know, a lot of people don't ask these days. You know, let's say you have been in a job for five years. You started out with no experience. Now you're experienced. You're doing really well. You know, you do a little bit of research. You find out the market's paying a hundred thousand for your role. You're only getting 85. Ask for a raise. The worst they could say is no, and you'd be in the same situation you are now, right? (laughs) Like, that's not a big deal. And if comp is really a deal breaker for you, and you know the market's paying $100,000, can go get a job that pays you $100,000. Number three, you don't have any growth opportunities, or you're bored, and you need new challenges, and you've asked for them, and, you know, the company, there's nothing more that they can give you to give you that challenge. And then number four, you want to expand your skill set or get experience in a new industry. Number three, why it takes so long to hear back after interviews. (laughs) I love this question. First, I will say a recruiter never wants it to take long. We always want it to be immediate feedback, tell the candidate, either move to the next step or move on, right? Like letting them know they're out of the process and move on. It's very rare it's being held up on the recruiter side. So reason one, it could be slow hiring manager feedback. Maybe the manager's really busy. Maybe they went on PTO and didn't give that feedback. That's happened more times than it should. Or the manager, you know, could just be overwhelmed or the hiring manager could be indecisive. Number two, it could be possible. It could be a bad recruiter. The recruiter could be overwhelmed. They could have too many wrecks. They could have just so much going on that they are having a hard time keeping up with it all. Number three, it could be org changes. So maybe there's a reorg, maybe they're doing headcount changes, maybe there's budget cuts or other, you know, corporate shenanigans and red tape, as I like to call it, (laughs) the catch-all of all corporate things. (laughs) Because ultimately, if someone is going to do a reorg or their headcount is changing or their budget got cut, they're probably not ready to make an offer right away. So they're trying to keep someone engaged. 
but slow down the process on purpose. Number four, they could be waiting for you to follow up or provide feedback. You know, maybe it's via a thank you note or simple follow-up. It's rare that this is the case. I always tell people, you know, if they're going to move forward in the process, like, hey, great news, the hiring manager wants to talk to you. Scheduling team is going to help us with the phone interview. Let me know how it goes. If someone doesn't, I'm not shy to say, hey, how'd that phone interview go? <laughs> you know, I'm usually not going to hold up the process because someone doesn't get back to me. Number six, it could be a really poor or shitty interview process. Like, that's a thing. And number seven, there could be a major hiring push. And so volume-wise, everybody is just overloaded. I definitely have been in roles where it's like, okay, hire, you know, 327 people for this brand new department we're building. And of course, there's a team of recruiters doing that. However, right, huge hiring push can slow down a process. But here's the thing, if it's taking too long, you certainly feel free to follow up with your recruiter, follow up with the hiring manager. If you've done that already, you know, certainly don't want to inundate a recruiter or hiring manager, but let's say you follow up right after the interview and it's been a week, week and a half, you know, simply send a note. Hey, I know we're waiting on feedback. Just want to let you know I'm still really interested. Can't wait to hear about next steps. So you can keep it casual so it doesn't come off as like, why didn't you get back to me? You know, <laughs> you know, because that's, that's how I read all my emails. <laughs> I'm getting there's a positive way you can follow up is what I'm trying to say. All right. If you want me to answer your questions, fill out the Google survey that I have in the link in the show notes. I would love to hear from you. Let me know. I hope you found this information helpful and valuable. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for taking the time to listen to the podcast. I really do appreciate it. You can find more information in the show notes over at stephdennis13.com. And if you want to work together, find out more, whether that's career coaching or no resume help or what have you, head over to listen to careertalk.com for more information. And if you want to help support the podcast, you can do it two ways. You can do it via PayPal, which I'll leave a link. Or if you use the Anchor app, you can do it directly on the app, which is pretty cool. Also within that same app, you can leave me a voice message. How cool. <laughs> I would love to hear from you guys. So definitely take advantage of that. If you have a minute, please leave a rating and or review really helps others find us. You can find me on the social, Facebook and Instagram, usually over at StephDennis13. You guys are so very awesome and I hope you have an amazing, awesome rest of your day. <laughs>